Listener Production. The creators of this podcast would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which it is recorded. Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people are the first storytellers of this land. We pay respect to their elders, past, present and emerging, as well as any Indigenous people who may be listening today. Everyone relax. This is Tofop. I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. Hello, and thank you for watching. Uh, yes, and uh, thank you uh, for everyone who supports us on Patreon. Um, that is our major uh, benefactor at the moment. Sure, we've gone commercial. Yeah. We've sold out to the man. We're dancing for the Have greenbacks, we, but we I haven't feel really. Like we're doing worse <laughs> because I think there's like <laughs> there's no ads in our show. No ads. <laughs> we're trying. We're trying to get our shit together. But you know, the problem is when you've been a mess for so long, like you've got to earn people's trust back that you're a reliable product, That's right. right? We are and the brother-in-law so who was always sleeping on the couch, needed to borrow money, never knew what yeah, he was going to turn up. We're going through our – we got into podcasting early in the wild days <laughs> when it was all rock and roll right. and drugs we thought we were going to live festivals. <laughs> and then like the man came in and started commercialising it, man. Um <laughs> And we probably missed our opportunity. We were one of those, uh, like, so we're trying to get our shit together. But we've got to right some wrongs. We're on a, like, podcast business 12-step recovery program <laughs> where, like, we, it's like we, have, we have to prove to people for a while that we've got our shit together. Like, we can't expect that we suddenly put all our podcasts in the one feed, get them out regularly, and... Um, you know, some of it starts to make the numbering starts to make Have sense. Have a strategy and with when the, we you know release what? certain episodes. <laughs> we know that we know what we're doing, but it's hard for us to expect just because we've changed for everybody else to immediately know that we have changed. So we, I think we now have to like prove to people that this isn't just a phase that we're going. Yeah, this through. is we're this here. Is, we're we're here. Yeah. We've cleaned up our act. We want to marry you. <laughs> That's what we're yeah, saying. We're, here, we're, we're down on one knee. <laughs> like, come on. You're getting close to 40. We're both a bit desperate. <laughs> we yeah, need to make this totally. work because there are not a lot of options out there. <laughs> I mean, I love the idea that you said I'm getting close to 40, by the way. No, no, as in great. like metaphorically speaking, where you know, oh. people freak out when they get close to 40 <laughs> and then they're like, oh, I need to find someone to marry oh, or have a baby I thought with. you were talking about me. No. I was like, that'd be great if I was close <laughs> oh, no, to 40. No, 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 I'm no, as like, far away from 40 as you can get while still being in 40. The good news is our podcast metaphorically is near 40. The bad news yeah. is in real life you're closer to 50 and it's all bad. Uh, what does that make it in like, you know, say the, the dog, dog years, years, horse years sort of thing? Okay, so so if you're saying 13 that 13 years, years is the equivalent of being 40, so it's four going years. to infuriate Adam Well, Spencer. it's close to four years, but- <laughs> maybe less, three and a half years. For every <laughs> three, human year is three yeah. and a half years. Yeah. Is that right? Well, that's suitably confusing. So <laughs> is, that let's, not, is that right? Yeah. <laughs> let's, like, you know what? Well, let's look, just round up a little. Three times 13 I reckon is 39. Three. Yeah, Freeze, exactly. Yeah. So I think that's right. You're approaching 40. That's your <laughs> – so let's just say yes. One year in podcasting is three podcasting years. Yeah, no, so one podcasting in life is three years in podcasting. Yeah. So it's, no, I get that. Yeah, it's grown up so quick. And so now our podcast is – Well, that, that makes a lot of sense in our journey too because at the start it was very infantile. Very infantile. And then we got sort of like emo and teenage. <laughs> yeah. It was all like dark true. and stuff. And yeah. then we sort of started to – we decided we wanted to go to like art school. That's when Fosdyke started doing the episode art. Totally, yeah. <laughs> you know, and a lot of, exploring. there was a lot of dicks. We, oh, you, you had a gap year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we tried a few relationships. We dated with Planet yeah. Broadcasting. That's we right. dated we with had, Wushka. <laughs> we had some open and open relationships yeah. with each other. Started seeing some other people. Had friends come and go. <laughs> we went our own separate ways. I mean, I guess yeah. we sort of, you know, we did we did different things. We did our own separate mm. streams, and now we're desperate. Because we feel mm. the, uh, the the cold hand of mortality <laughs> wrapping around our throat, and it's like we need some security. We need some income. We need like a permanent place, and we need a partner we can rely on. The partner is the audience. The income is 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 Patreon and any sponsorship we get. But we're we're serious. We've got our shit together. And it, and you know what I love as well is you, you we went our separate ways, but there was never any breakup. So. 
One of the things that's always fascinated with me with the former FOFOP, now TOFOP with friends available in this TOFOP feed, if you like that show, you can go to our Patreon page, which is what this great riff is all about. But, I know, I've got a um, great button for this riff, but keep going. If there were, like, when we did our own separate things, even when we were doing FOFOP, like, separately, like, so, you know, we were each hosting that, it was always interesting to me, like, we never discussed it. But it wasn't like a breakup because it wasn't a breakup. Like I think if it was a breakup, much like in a breakup, you might go, well, I'm going to kind of be closer to this friend. They're going to be there for me, whereas like that friend is going to be there for you. We didn't divide our friends like assets. (laughs) At all. In fact, some of them absolutely floated across both of us, which I was always like, I I never knew if that meant anything. (laughs) I mean, there was (laughs) – No, it's good. It means we've got some all-rounders in our friendship group, utility players, swing men and women. Yeah. (laughs) that's true i never thought about it like that i mean i feel like i'm a real swing man i don't think i'm anyone's like starting 18 or maybe Mm. i'd say like i'm in some uh, what do you mean you're you're tofop starting 18 yeah yeah no you're like you're the key partner in this like i mean it's you and i sorry i'm talking and then we have an extended tofop family but we're a team, man. Yeah. You're like I'm talking first in, picked on this team. I'm talking in friendship. Like you we're talking about we yeah. have friends who are swingmen. I'm just yes. thinking about my friendship groups. And I like I don't really know that I have like a best friend, but I have like alternating best friends. It's okay, people I spend yeah, more so time with. In different situations. Yeah. So I think I that's mm-hmm. that's me. I'm the utility player. Like I am I've yeah. been on a lot of people's podcasts, friends. You so. t- you two are well. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's right. You, you're like I, I think this of uh, Cameron James. In fact, so Cameron. Uh, so this doesn't feel like I'm uh, speaking out of school in any way about something that I've said to Cam. Cam, Cam works on Gruen. He does a day of writing on Gruen a week. And uh, um, Cam and Alexia are back, by the way, with a brand special new features. podcast, special features, which is hilarious. Uh, they, Alexi had this riff in an episode they were doing. It will be a couple of weeks ago when people. Uh, hearing this, but it's a new podcast. You should check it out. But about uh, Jerry Maguire and Jeremy Guire, <laughs> how, he, <laughs> how he thought his name was Jeremy Guire, and it was making me laugh. The Jerry idea Maguire. of this guy, Jeremy Guire. <laughs> and like, oh my God, it was so funny. Anyway, I recommend you check that out. But I think that I, I was saying to this to Cam as a compliment, but. Um, I call him the chameleon and the reason for that is that his sense of humour almost adapts to situations. So when he's on with Alexi, like he just goes so easily into Alexi's world and that sense of humour. But when he comes and does a day on Gruen, he so easily just transforms into what we need for that job, which isn't necessarily that other thing. And when you hear him with Becky Lucas, he's like got a different energy because he like fits into – and he just has this great – like he's very good at – like going into a situation, immediately knowing what the other person needs, but also being able to not just facilitate that other person, but be equally good in that scenario he's, or in that situation. He's the talented Mr. James. You can yeah. just insert him into any situation. He assimilates almost to an unsettling level of skill. Yeah, like he's a scroll. Yeah. He's a scroll. <laughs> Rip his face off. He's a scroll. <laughs> That's a good skill set to have. Yeah, right. I mean, but you would I mean, you would have gears that you work in. I mean, a TOEFOP is oh, one 100%. gear, Gruen is another gear. Like you would adapt depending on the Oh no, I think I'm a I'm I'm pretty good in everybody's worlds. Like I tend to be able to recognize it's why like I do a whole bunch of different radio things publicity wise for the telly shows and you'll you'll be speaking to everyone because of the nature of those shows. You often have very so my Wednesday, which is my press day, like I can be talking, go from talking to, you know, having like huge, like funny, like bizarre riffs with like Nova Breakfast in Perth, you know, who are just this like absolutely bananas breakfast show that's been doing it for 15 years who I just absolutely love and will riff about whatever's happening in the background of the Zoom and whatever to ABC half an hour with Richard Glover seriously talking about the issues behind the stories we're talking about on Gruen to like somebody who wants to talk to you about the footy on the weekend because that's the way they're going to plug like, you know, Gruen. And so I think, yes, like going into those situations and knowing what they need from me in those situations. But I would think probably that 
I'm still mostly me. Yeah. I just know which me to bring to those situations. Yeah. Whereas I think Cam has like a skill that is like, I think if you walked into a room and I'm doing like a footy interview, I can say all the things that would make them laugh and whatever. But you'd, if someone came in and said, which one of these people doesn't belong in the studio, you'd immediately point to me <laughs> yeah, and go, yeah, it's yeah. that one. It's clearly that guy. Whereas with Cam, I don't think if, if you didn't know that he did a podcast with Becky Lucas, you just assume Cam is the Cam you hear with Alexi on his podcast or vice versa. And it is a little talented Mr. Ripley. Like it's one of those things that if he wasn't using it for comedy, mm. he could definitely use it for, for evil. evil. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> I think I have an element of being able to yeah. do – I can talk to anyone. Like I do not get intimidated by having a conversation yeah. with anyone on it's any true. topic. Like I quite enjoy it. I won't say I'm, as, I'm good at having returning the conversation, but I'm good at listening to people talk about stuff that I, I either – have not thought about or I'm not good at and I can keep the ball in the air. And the one thing- Well, do you know why it is? I I think. Here's my observation because we had an example of this recently, which is um, uh, we were talking to Ilias or Elias uh, uh, and for a series uh, that's going to be on the Tofop feed um, about the biggest stories in all of Norway. And- Neither of us knew him before we went into this interview, and he's, you know, in a, you know, a different country. He has English as his second language, and he's telling us stories about his life. And in that situation, where the two of us are essentially interviewing someone, trying to keep the ball in the air with somebody, it was we don't really ever use those skills together. That's right. Like in that situation, it was probably the first time really we'd done something like that, and I was interested to observe the different ways that we did that and what i noticed is and this is not uh, this will sound oh God. <laughs> no this will no <laughs> I, honestly no this is good like this is something i admire like i need to say this up front it is absolutely something i admire but i think it speaks to this and it's my problem because i've spoken about this before on the podcast is if someone mistakes me for someone else or whatever I'll just mostly the time just go along with it because it's like I just don't want to get into whatever the thing is or if I'm confused, I won't ask. I'll just assume that I can work it out later. Whereas you are just happy to ask an obvious question. And like I know that the reason I prefaced that was I know that sounds simple like an insult, but, but it's not. <laughs> I think this is the secret to why you're good with anyone is I'm too embarrassed sometimes to not know about the thing they're talking about, whereas you are a bit more straightforward of going, I'm just happy to ask like simple questions about anything. And I think that's an approach. If that's your approach, then that you can take that to anything because by asking those simple questions, you find out if if at any stage, your method is if at any stage you feel like you don't know what's going on, you will stop the person and ask them to clarify what's going on. <laughs> Whereas I will be like, oh, I must have missed something. I'm a fucking idiot. I'm going to keep quiet. I don't want to embarrass myself. Well, here's my secret. <laughs> I never know what's going on all the time. That's why it's not hard for me to ask what's going on. Like, I, I, I was talking to a friend who we had, we've had a lot of guests come stay over the last three weeks, which has been great, but also quite exhausting at the same time. And I was saying to the last one to stay that it's so, been so great because all the friends we've had come to stay are all really good conversationalists. Like uh-huh. you can sit down and talk about anything. And the one thing I hate the most and the reason why I'd say most people avoid social situations is when you get into that conversation with someone that you've just met, it's your partner's workmate or whatever, and you start talking and it's obviously stilted or awkward or whatever. So that's when I will normally – say something silly or irreverent or whatever to try and see if we can pivot this around. Okay, so we're not – we can't communicate this, how's the weather kind of thing. So, And then that person, every now and then, rather than go, oh, what a great offering, hey, let's just like get loose and like talk about – they'll say, that's a weird thing to say. <laughs> that's an odd thing to bring up. And I'm always like, yeah, motherfucker. It's, I've said something weird because this is an incredibly awkward situation. I'm trying to get some momentum going. Like rather than just shutting it down, how about you just, look, we're in this weird social situation. We don't know each other, but we're expected to talk to each other. So let's just make it fun. All right. I'm offering you something silly. I'm saying something on you. Rather than 
stopping everything down and commenting on how weird that observation was. How about you just fucking roll with it? Because you are boring and this is boring me and I don't want to be in this situation. Um, I think I'm fine at small chat, but I'm not somebody who seeks it out, right? Like I think that's my issue. Like that I'm – it's almost like I'm like, man – I do this for a living. Yeah. I like You're getting the bare like minimum I, <laughs> of what I'm capable of. I'm not on the clock. Like, like my heart's yeah. beating. <laughs> There's lung air in my lungs and I will vocalize occasionally, but that is it. Well, it just feels like, you know, the equivalent of if I was talking to a, like a physiotherapist, I'd be like, all right, well, I'll be funny during this chat yeah. if you give my shoulders a rub during the chat. Okay. Yeah, right. So it's a quick pro quo. Yeah, you're not just going to give away that gear for free. I was listening to a couple of comics talking on um, uh, Aaron Gox and and Broden talking on his footy podcast, and they were talking about, like, that thing of being asked, oh, you're a comedian, tell us a joke, and, like, you know, how they never have anything prepared, and Gox is like, you know, I'm more of a storyteller, I'm not like a joke guy, but maybe as comedians we should all have that just a joke locked and loaded so that when that inevitable question comes up, you can just deliver it without sort of putting too much brain power into it. Have you got one of those? Yeah, I like to do a full nine-minute uh, version of the aristocrats. <laughs> it's the <laughs> And then I just turn to them and I say, what's the name of the act? The aristocrats. <laughs> Five stars, mate. Thanks for listening. Speaking of things um, which potentially could offend uh, people, and this is a, a massive yeah, segue, oh, but does bring us back to the oh, Patreon. No. Okay, yes. What? Is uh, Oh, uh, Yes. So uh, I, I know I know what you're going to talk about. I, I, yeah. believe, I believe I know what you're going to talk about. I've I've been observing this from a distance. <laughs> yes, but I believe I know what you're going to talk about. A good reason to sign up for our Patreon will is to get exclusive access uh, to the art of James Fosdyke, and also also um, by the way, just before we get into this, you could also yeah. get the video of this very podcast this that very you're listening podcast. to, which is on the Patreon. And during Charlie's last story, you would have got to see me get up and bash my chair back together because it was breaking. So it's good quality stuff. I guess really on the edge of your seat television, watching Will just slowly stand up, adjust his chair, almost knock over his microphone and very slowly sit back down again. (laughs) Exclusive to Patreon. You know what? We should release that. as a dollar a month. The highlight we should release this week is just yeah. that you that sequence of you, just the locked off camera view getting up your chat, but with action music, like Michael Bay bombastic action music behind it. Let's make that happen. That's this week's Let's get promo. The score from Oppenheimer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, Patreon yeah. is where we house all James Fosdyke's art, and um, James is an essential, integral part of of Tofol, mm, and um, we give him complete creative freedom. Uh, we say, here's the episode, mm-hmm. you name it, you create the artwork for it. We yeah. love everything you make. Yes. But in the context of <laughs> what we've been talking about in terms of, you know, we're now with a major sponsor, we're now with a major corporation, uh, we're looking for sponsorship yeah. and stuff. A piece of artwork uh, came across last week for last week's episode, Death on a Dick, which was an amazing masterpiece, uh, you know, one of James' greatest bits of artwork of mm. uh, death, Riding an enormous cock. <laughs> now, I mean, as a piece of art, it was amazing. But in the initial draft, the cock. And as an offer. As an offer. Death on a dick. I mean, <laughs> great. It's hard to go past in an episode. It's death on a dick out there. As an offer to James Fosdyke, who likes to put a dick or balls into pretty innocent and regular offers. I mean, it's. <laughs> <laughs> the man can find dangling. a dick in the most innocent of situations. <laughs> this is a guy who can find a dick in a haystack. That's what they've always said about Foz. And, like, we dangled the dick in front of his face. In in, yeah. in a way, it is our fault. 100%. Um, yeah. So I saw the artwork, was immediately impressed by the skill and the uh, artistry behind yeah. it. But then my immediate thought was that As is always. the most – graphic penis that James has ever I mean, drawn it's, and like we're saying like it was a massive dick it was heaps and, on, and honestly, so much love and detail had gone into it like the folds so of the foreskin the, the purple hue of the not helmet since, <laughs> not since the work of Larry Pickering like have I seen such <laughs> a time and dedication to a big throbbing dick 
So I had a moment of like, okay, look, uh, I, I, I look as part of me is still that young, reckless. Yeah. It's party times at Tofop HQ. Mm, fuck the system. Yeah. Let's do it. And then the other part of me is like, we need to start making some money. <laughs> like a lot of people are working on this show now. Now, when we've been yeah. in a long time, including James, to be including fair. James. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, I had to make the yeah. executive decision of saying, James, I love this but I don't think we can use it. There's only been one yeah. other time, I believe, in TOEFOP history, which was, again, our fault, where we talked about the classic offensive T-shirt, The Happy Fisherman, in which uh, you see a cartoon of a fisherman getting his dick sucked by a fish, and, of course, like, that became <laughs> oh, man, the yeah. artwork. <laughs> and I said, James, I love it, but there is a fish filleting yeah. a man. And this is even before <laughs> we had, yeah. like, a major uh, uh, multinational media corporation the, backing us. Of course, McDonald's uh, least popular burger, the filleto fish. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that sounds delicious. I want to know what the secret sauce is, though, before I eat it. <laughs> Could I have a filet fish? Wink. I mean, if you're willing to eat caviar, can yeah. you like not eat like whale sperm if it's on your filet fil oh, fish? People would eat – again, we're just offering James so many <laughs> options if we it's start like, riffing on whale sperm. We haven't heard sperm. from him in days and we go in and he's just like had conniptions because just so many ideas, so many dicks and cum-soaked burgers. What is this uh, foam on the side? Well, sir, <laughs> you might you might be able to taste the ocean. Uh, but is it weird though? Like, mm. if people were like, "Ew, yuck!" I'm not eating like whale spunk in my burger. No, nah, like, people you eat eating caviar. You're gonna eat like yeah, a no people eggs. Yeah, not at McDonald's. You don't eat caviar, but they do a bubble tea now. I think so. Close enough. Um, what is this bubble tea? This is the second time oh. I've heard you mention bubble tea, and I've heard yeah. it a few times. What is bubble it's tea? Most popular drink, on, popular you craze on the planet, bubble tea. And is I'm it like not a, really sure? It's where, like where does it come from? What is it? I'm going to say Japan, but it, hopefully I'm or Korea, like what, one of the trendy Asian countries. One of those it's places. Very, like I hear you. Don't no. worry, we'll wink, wink. <laughs> I hear what you're saying. <laughs> No, it, well, it, to me, it, it is associated with Asian culture. I don't know where the bubble tea. I'm going to look. You know what? Yeah, I'm doing, the, I'm, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Bubble tea yeah. origins. Yeah, yeah, okay. exactly. So, uh, um, I mean, I, I miss the days where we just speculate wildly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, but the problem is that, like, I don't really know. And I would, I was like, why would I just? Completely speculate on something I have no information about rather well, than like just go to Wikipedia where we can find out what the information is. I feel like they've popped up like so quickly, a bit like when you remember when so quickly and uh, influenced by Asian culture. That's what yeah, I just think. It's like an Asian and that's where Asian the culture background confusion could come in, right? Like they tend like to be in like a lot of them in shopping malls and stuff, but I, I associate them with the sort of hipster like Chinatowns part of like you know. Your, your major cities, but they've crossed over. Like it was like when they started putting avocado on burgers at McDonald's, you knew that avocado had crossed over. And it's the same with like bubble teas and things like that. You, they're being appropriated by the mainstream beverage companies. So you know that like they're obviously big enough now that they'll just want you, to cash in on it. You're getting celebs like Justin Bieber. And, ah, that's a good crossover. Justin Bieber and Boba tea, Justin Bieber tea, getting photographed with bubble tea. And I've heard it mentioned in like huge mainstream kind of podcasts and stuff. So yeah. bubble tea or Boba tea originated in Taiwan in the 1980s oh, when a okay. tea stand owner started adding flavors to her tea. But it was Lu Han Chi who first introduced Taiwan tapioca pearls in 1983. Yeah, the pearls. What do you what do you make of the tapioca pearls? I've never tried it because I don't like, like the, the idea look of those pearls. <laughs> yeah, me. I'm the same. That's what's putting me off too. Like it looks futuristic <laughs> and it scares this old man. <laughs> <laughs> like it's a, it's some sci-fi movie where they're on an alien planet and they're served up like there's a giant it's slug totally excreting. What, it's what <laughs> a movie imagines people on a different planet drink. Yeah, totally. that's what it looks like to me. I'm like, that one looks more weird. I'm scared yeah. of it. <laughs> so the pearls could be added to any drink, whether it was green tea or yeah. black tea, but they were most commonly served in cold infusion milky tea, also called pearl milk tea. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I love a bit of pearl milk tea. Unlike 
tea fruit, the tapioca pearls, booba, closely resembled bubbles leading to the name bubble tea. Okay, well, that answers yeah, okay. my next question. Mm-hmm. Being a multicultural country, Australia has always been lucky enough to see elements of food and drink from around the world. With a fairly significant Asian population, the cuisine has followed, and we are lucky enough to be introduced to a world of a delicious Asian beverage. The most notable to emerge is the famous bubble tea or boba tea. To put simply, bubble tea is a milky drink infused with some kind of tea and has small chewy balls called the boba at the bottom. Okay, that makes sense. Don't think I really want to try it. I don't know about icy no. milky tea. I like tea hot. I like tea like I like my podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> misguided directionless and a bit bland white and bland yeah (laughs) and without balls for certain uh Um, uh, yes so james foz so i i i put the i put the request in and i said look we're just going to need to we're going to just have to find a way to make the dick less prominent. I wasn't saying get rid of the dick. Yeah. I thought he could either – last time he came up now, with a – Now, by the way, I thought this was interesting because, again, I was like a coward watching this from the sidelines. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's all right. I'll play bad cop. I mean, you could really fuck me over if you wanted to swoop in and be like, you know what? I like it. I think we should stand by it. Yeah, and I think that my silence was me standing by you, but yeah. just still trying to seem cool. Yeah. I'd be like, I don't know, mum, <laughs> mum's got some. Mum needs to have a conversation with you, and then I'm dad, and I just go out to the garage just and nodding. Like, I just want to, yeah, you're standing behind, nodding. It did, know, yeah, I, I feel like you have yeah. more kind of um, street cred. Like you're, you've got more of that kind of anarchic sort of history and stuff. Yeah, so that's right. It's more damaging to your brand for you to be like, hey, man, like censor this rather than me who's always been seen as a bit more mainstream and milk. That's right, man. Exactly. Right. You played a cop, man. <laughs> yeah. Like it rubbed uh, off a little. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did feel like such a fucking like uh, wowzer, but it was just like it – I mean, I I – there's very few of James artworks that I'm like, oh, that's too much. But that one, like, it it's got to be much. bad. <laughs> it was too much. He oh, must good. have known. He must have well, known. Well, no one that chimed it was too in. Much. Like, I didn't see, like, there was no, no like, no, we've got I three want, producers in, in that chat. I want James to still think I'm cool, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, he did until now. <laughs> so, this he is all a long winded way. It, of- it was like a massive, like, it was just. So, like, if if like Cock needed a promo photo for a tour that Cock was doing, yeah. you'd be like, "Poster's done." Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I could just sort of see like Telstra or Nike or someone ready to yeah. sign on the dotted line. They're like, "Let's just check out what this Tovob's all about," <laughs> and then just seeing the giant Cock and being like, oh, "I don't know." Maybe we are leaning the wrong way. Like we've always shied away from, you know, this being a podcast that was supported by like sex aids or erection dysfunction pills or whatever, you know, it is. But maybe we're wrong. That's us. Maybe we're denying our true self. Like, I mean, we have, you know, the modern day Larry Pickering, like working almost exclusively for us. Like he loves drawing dicks. You know, maybe. Oh, my God. Should we do a calendar, a Larry Pickering style calendar, but not with celebs? (laughs) Because that feels a bit invasive, but is there a no. is there something that we can do where James gets to add dicks mm. to something popular in popular culture? What would it be? <laughs> what would it be? Adding cocks to something. I'm glad that this has funny. gone from a conversation about censoring penises. <laughs> to, to now now we're like, release maybe it. we can put out a calendar. <laughs> well, I think that's separate. That can be. Oh, I mean, I, yeah. Man, do, oh yeah, well, you're right. It's, it, unless. I mean, could we do it? Is there a way we can do it? So Gillian Anderson on her Instagram, she has this, like, it's not like a segment, but it's like a, a regular occurring gag where she just photographs things that look like dicks. So she'll see a cactus and she'll take a photo. No, no comment or anything. She'll just photo. So it's every, I don't know, feels like every 10 pages or so on Gillian Anderson, there's just a dick. And so I'm like, what if James drew things that aren't dicks that look like dicks in his photorealistic style? Does that get us away with and, and we without comment, we don't go Larry Pickering like, you know, lowest common denominator. It's just 
a calendar of artfully drawn phallic images. <laughs> so, like the first one, <laughs> the first one is, I don't know, like, like one of those back massages that has the two balls on it and the wooden handle. You know yeah. the one? You know? yeah. That's yeah, the I first one. But really beautifully drawn, uh, you know, in James's kind of like most arty style. And then the next one could be like, what else? Like um, the top of an, an old uh, mailbox, you know, the ones that had the sort mm-hmm. of more rounded heads, just <laughs> sure. really bulging and red, <laughs> like mm-hmm. one of those. <laughs> yeah. Uh, your microphone. <laughs> no, I'm just doing Steve Carell and Anchorman. Uh, looking around the room, what can I see that's phallic? I just think that's a good workaround. James gets mm. to gets to, you know, indulge in his major passion. We get an extra yeah. bit of merch, but we mm. don't scare away, you know, a major sponsor. I mean, look. A calendar anyway, of things that the look whole like point dicks of this but is, aren't dicks. The whole point of this is if you, if you go to Patreon, you can see the dick. You can see if the you dick. would like to see the dick, it is behind the paywall. Uh, the original unedited uh, dick logo in its full dick glory yeah. uh, is available. Full pink, uh, and, pink by, and purple and, glory. Um, what I will say is I did like the decision that you as a narc made that to not completely censor James and his artistic vision, you were just like, hey, man, I, I want you to, like, I'm not saying you can't draw dicks. It's natural, man. If you want to draw dicks, I'm not here to kink shame you or art shame you or work shame you or whatever the relationship is that we have. But could you just tone the dick down a little? Could you fade the dick into the background a little? And then there was a discussion for the people at home. It didn't immediately go to what the end result is. <laughs> Right. Look, I'm going to read the chat just because I think this will clear up a lot of stuff. So, look, there's the other two people, Foz and Mike, who also appear in this. If you want to, if you don't want your contribution, we can bleep it out. But this is how it goes. So, James sends through the, the artwork, which is Death riding a big purple penis. Here you go, guys. Uh, Mike the third is the first to respond. He says, "When it was mentioned in the app, I thought, geez, I hope he doesn't draw that." <laughs> <laughs> Foz responds, it was meat thrown to a hungry lion. Okay, so that was around about uh, quarter, to, quarter to six. Fifteen minutes later, I jump in. And the first thing I say is, oh, man, come on, Foz, we can't release that. Yes. And then I follow up with the more stern, stern words. Mm. It's hard enough trying to find sponsors as it is. And then thought it was, I being, thought it was brave of you to use the term hard enough. And it was brave of me to sit back and not join say in. nothing. Then I said, we could do a censored version. And then I give him uh, some options, either silhouetted yes. or covered, et cetera, and put this one on Patreon. James responds with good humor because I didn't know how this is going to go. Mm-hmm. Who here studied marketing at TAFE? Hmm? Only me. <laughs> and I offer an olive branch. I say, don't get me uh, wrong, it's a masterpiece. And then in brackets, especially the piece. But we want a big time sponsor, and giant cocks might be off putting. <laughs> <laughs> I said to him, you can even bring back the censored artist character you busted out for the happy fisherman. Foz rocks back. I'll do a more shady version, but you stifle me. You clip my wings. And then I say, I'm the machine you need to rage against. So he sends in a second version where he's shaded the penis a bit. I never thought I'd ever write this sentence, Will, <laughs> but I wrote, I think 10% darker on the tip and we're good. <laughs> Foz sends in a third version with a very dark tip. Mm. How's this? Great, thanks. And I said, now it just looks like some weird animal from the never-ending story, which I think <laughs> is a good place to leave it. But I don't like censoring Foz. I don't like being that guy, but we need to make this work for everyone, right? Yes. Am I? Does that count as a cancelling? I didn't cancel him. I cancelled a bit of artwork. I mean, you didn't cancel him. The artwork is just turned down a little and still available behind a paywall. <laughs> it's yeah. like, you know, 
It's it's the peep show version of Patreon that we have put in, basically. God. That's right? what we're, that's the idea. We're not a calendar. Okay. We yes. do the Tofot Patreon peep show once yeah. a month. It's you want the some sealed section. <laughs> yes. So there's always a censored version that goes yes. up. But on Patreon, we release another version of the art where there's just just like explicit, some, just explicit and, genitals. And then sometimes we can catfish. Yeah. So it's like you may think that the censored version, it's like you know me on my knees and you standing with your head leaning back, but there's something obscure in the frame. And then it's like, oh, if you want to, but then you see I'm just tying your shoelace or something like that. So every now and then we kind of catfish people. I love it. This is this is the perfect model for our Patreon. Is it? it's like an we get into pornography. Well, it's like an OnlyFans. It's a cartoon OnlyFans, basically. Fucking hell! <laughs> it's such a good idea. A cartoon OnlyFans, but does that mean we can? Oh no, hang on. We've got to talk to Fozzie. We can't have this on it. Well, because I was thinking maybe we can take requests. Like people on OnlyFans can ask for like foot pics mm. and stuff like that. But we can't farm out Foz's services like that. It's his, his services to farm out. But I like the idea of the censored, uncensored artwork. Maybe like once. Oh a month yeah, or I'm not like saying that. we actually do it on OnlyFans, but no, no. I am saying that like we <laughs> put Foz on OnlyFans as well. I think that's pretty good. Draw you sexy hairy man. That's it. Yeah, get that HB two pen out. It's HB two. Oh my god. Two yeah, B. Right. C. I don't know. What I'm no, about. I mean. More like maybe at some stage Foz could take requests of like what two characters from like, you know, Fofo, like Tofop history oh. would you, yeah, like would you like to see hook up? Like what riff characters would you like? And then he could start like doing some to order, you know, commissions. Smart. <laughs> there used to be at uh, my local comic book shop uh. in Melbourne there was like a beaded curtain section where you went in and it was all just like super hardcore manga and just really like it was weird because it I guess it counts as pornography, but it sort of it was so cartoonish, like giant meaty veiny cocks and like disproportionately large boobs and stuff like that. I mean, it went into drawing. Does it still count as pornography? Yeah, well, like people use drawing as pornography all the time, right? Isn't there like a subset of I guess like, so. Erotica. Pornography that is like Is there a difference cartoon? between erotica and pornography? I mean, it just depends on perspective, right? There's probably a definitional yeah. difference, but like one person's one's pornography is another's <laughs> one's you know, SBS one, and one's Club X. Like one person's erotica is like reading some great work of like, you know, romance history or something like that. Whereas some other person's version of erotica is like watching Peter Griffin fuck Marge Simpson. (laughs) 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 Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I guess so. And isn't there like, again, not to wade into like Asian cultures that I'm not familiar with, but isn't like there a, like a cartoon porn thing? Isn't that part of like, I'm sure there is. I, I just don't think anything's off the table these days. Oh, yeah, get, get cue the Michael Bay music. Here we go again. Another action pack secret scissors. Will adjust his chair. I thought this was not the broken chair, but I'm starting to suspect I was wrong about that. What is the broken chair? Either what are that you or doing? I have two broken chairs. So is the is the cushion coming off the frame? What's going on with this adjustment? So this chair. It's the dining table. It's This is since I've moved inside. So I'm on the dining table now because um, it stops Ramona barking so much when I'm out the back in the office. And um, so I'm set up, you know, just ready to go here, do all my work from here. So I do spend a lot of time in the chair. But these chairs are like nice dining room chairs that like are connected by woodwork like rather than by – Glue and nails and oh, joints right. so and like stuff. Peg, so, pegs in holes and stuff. Yeah. Speaking exactly. of erotica. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just, just, so, so, well, several times during this podcast, I have got up to jam a, a long piece of wood into a hole and just oh, bash boy, it in. Yeah. Oh, Ooh, yeah. Not so fast. Different music this <laughs> Slow time. Down. Take your time. Okay, I'm not going fast. I'm <laughs> yeah, definitely taking my time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to call the chair naughty. I don't know. That's a necessary part <laughs> yeah. of putting the peg in a hole. D- you dirty, dirty chair. <laughs> you call yeah, me daddy. Get in there. <laughs> so, 
Um, yeah, so it, it, however I'm sitting, and I believe I've done it to two chairs now, is that in the way that I sit, even though I don't feel like I'm moving, gradually as I sit in the chair, the, the peg comes out of the hole again and needs right. to be bashed back in. You just reminded me then, uh, talking about like, you know, groaning when you're mm. <laughs> knocking pegs back in. <laughs> I once had a massage in Melbourne mm-hmm. um, a couple of years ago. And it was really good. It was like a Thai massage and the woman was really good at it. But she had this habit of like, not an erotic way, more like a tennis player, like grunting with exertion. <laughs> like when she's like, Ugh! like, you know, when she'd sort of run the elbow over the muscle or the knot or whatever. And I remember thinking like, I don't know this adds to the experience having someone grunting over you like a frustrated mechanic as they're trying to kind of loosen your muscles. I mean, I I don't like it at all. Like, I mean, maybe for some people they're like, oh, it's great. They're putting in some effort, you know. But for me, I'd be like, I'm trying to, like, for this to be peaceful. Like, I would at least need the option if I, if I was going in with a grunter, even if they were a great masseuse, but like they were a known grunter. I think that they've got to be aware of that, right? That like that might not be pleasant to the person getting a massage and they've got to offer like headphones or something. But you know what? It worked both ways because that bit was unpleasant. But at the same token, when she got something to release, like she, mm. she was happy, she'd give like mm. a, yeah, like that. There was like a kind of like, oh, yeah. and you actually okay. felt good about it, that she was like, it was almost like she was encouraging, you know, the way you'll talk to a jar mm. trying mm. to get it open. Come on, come on. Yes. Come on. Like it was like yes. that. And mm. when she actually got to the yes, it was like, oh, yeah. Mm. Like I don't know if maybe that was part of the theatre of it. It was just like psychosomatic or something. How did you feel about grunting in that circumstance? Did you feel like you were – like if she went, got into a sore spot or whatever and you needed to make a noise, would you have felt yes. less or more comfortable to more grunt comfortable. with a grunter? More comfortable. Maybe that's what it Yeah, means. okay. Interesting. Because I yeah. actually do – like if something Giving yourself permission painful, to grunt. That's what it, it is. Out. Right? Give yourself permission to grunt. It's like my favorite, uh, song. It, yeah, it was a real good song. <laughs> is that what it was? The original version. <laughs> Give yourself permission to grunt. <laughs> well, well, we we gave... love it, Vanessa, but we just want to change one word. Instead <laughs> 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 of grunt, shine. Uh, we gave um, uh, our listeners permission to let us know if they're called mm. mics. Um, uh, tailing oh, yeah. off here, um, uh, Michael Schneider. He's a he's a he says I'm a Michael. Almost nobody calls me Mike. Doesn't matter. You're a Mike to us, and that's all that counts. And uh, this is interesting. Just from the HR anarchist. That's that's how they have dubbed themselves. Uh, I used to work in the HR team at a tech startup. We had so many Michaels that we started to run out of nickname variants. Mike. Mike, Mikey. I added Michael as a category in our diversity reports. Sadly, the ratio of Michaels was higher than women. That is oh. a damning indictment on your workplace <laughs> that you have more guys there <laughs> called Mike or a variation of Michael yeah. than you have women. But I can't think of it. Mike, Mick, Mikey, that's it, right? That's the that's uh, Michael. There's Mike. And Mick. Hang on. Mike. Mikey, Mick, Mick, Mickey, Mikey, Mickey, Michael, Mickey, whatever, Mickey something, like Mickey with an, like, say, like a Mickey D, Mickey J, Mickey, like, you know, so that's pretty adaptable, Mickey, because you can kind of add something to that. Uh, Yeah. On the subject of Mike's and Mick's, we talked about um, Mick being an an insult to Irish people. Um, And uh, Jen got in touch with this. She says, hey there, I'm not a doctor, but I do work in community health. (laughs) Healthcare professional. Yeah. Uh, With you discussing the Will-Liam breakdown, it reminded me that Will talked about this a long time ago, maybe in relation to writing under Liam James when younger. Is that right? Did you have a pseudonym? Yes, true. Okay. Absolutely. My, the remaining let words of my name. Oh, yes, of course. I have no idea. Uh, there's a little n- nonsense floating in my brain. The only reason I remember it is because it reminds me of a moment that my brother saved my name in his phone as Nifa, as in Jennifer, for years. He thought it was hilarious and I only noticed when I was helping him find his phone. He is a twat. Also, <laughs> mix, <clears throat> as in Irish, is definitely pejorative when used outside, used by an outside group, same as Paddy's 
Tins is used in Glasgow to mean Irish Catholics, which I only learnt today is an anglicisation of Thai, as in Thai Canelli. Um, so it seems like if you want to insult an Irish person, call them some of the most generic Anglo-Saxon names like Tim, Mick, Paddy. Right? It's just like, is that really an insult to just call them a common name of that country like that would be co- like calling australians what what's the most common australian name do you think i'd say like jack <laughs> what's your you think? that's like int- what do you think the internet will have an answer to that what is- john or jack yeah the most common australian male name john jack imagine if it's uh popular names and most popular baby names of the past um okay let's see how we go here the guardian let's have a look close call uh all right a um guardian analysis of the trends in australian baby names shows recent resurgence in some names from the early 1900s blah 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 blah. um uh the last decade oliver jack and charlotte very big um come on oliver uh, oh, here we go. Here we go. Yeah. Uh, so the most popular baby names in Australia since the 1930s. Okay. That's pretty good, okay. right? Yeah. Uh, uh, let's do a top 10 countdown. This is fun. Okay. Oh. Top 10. I'll, I'll okay. give you are clues. They... Okay. So um, these are all male names that I'm going with here. Um, so the first one, um, uh, I think it would be, I, I was surprised by that this is so high, but okay. I imagine that most of the people who are called it only go by the abbreviation of it and not by the full name. Okay. Um, and it is, is a this, name that is, is it, this is number ten, is it? This is number ten, and in its okay. shortened and um, and in its shortened form, it is a name that both women and men have. This is the longer version of it, which is the male name. Okay, so there's a longer, short version like Jesse. You would have you would have spent the first five letters, one, two, three, four, five, six, six letters of the, uh, the name. You would have thought about a lot when you were at uh, school. Sex, particularly at Catholic, <laughs> co- no, at Catholic college. God, sex yeah, and close. God. What's another name? For, what's another Jesus. name for God? Yeah, what's uh, another name for Yahweh. Jesus? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> this is a popular boy's name in Australia. Yahweh. Um, <laughs> I know four Yahwehs. Um, okay. So shortened version is a popular male and female name, but most people yeah. go would go by the full-length version. And as no, a young Most Catholic, people don't go by the full-length version. Oh, okay, so this, go by the short this version. Full, yeah. Uh, the, this full version is like – Anyway, what does look, a young okay. Catholic boy. No, wait. Yeah. I want to right. figure I'm going to you guys. Okay. What does he was so close Catholic with Jesus. Jesus. So Jesus. Mary. But no, Jesus. Jesus. God. Jesus. Son. Jesus. Jesus Christ. Christopher. Yes. Christopher. Okay. There we go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I don't know if we've got enough time to do all 10. <laughs> Let's see if it's going to take that long to do one. Next uh, one. Well, well, I think this next one, you'll go wham. George. Oh, I mean, you Michael. got the clue right. Uh, Andrew? <laughs> Andrew. Ridgely. Yeah, Andrew. Okay. Andrew. Yeah, yeah. okay. If, if you get this next one right, you'll be rich. Richard. Richie Rich. You'll be rich. Uh, rich. 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 If you're, rich. If you're Brisbane and you uh, got this one Daniel. right, Daniel. Okay, so <laughs> I love the, I, my first answer is Richie Rich, as if your yeah. clue for Richard is rich. <laughs> um, uh, it's not uh, uh, number seven is definitely not Harvey. Think about my last clue a bit more, Bruce. <laughs> oh, no, uh, definitely not Harvey. Harvey, yeah, it's not Harvey. Not Norman, but Norman. it is <laughs> Harvey Norman. Yeah, was, okay, no, you've got no, the okay. form of what the clue was. Okay, yeah, definitely yeah. not Harvey. Yeah, definitely not Harvey. And what was the previous one that we said, Richard? Yeah. No. Daniel Rich. <laughs> Daniel Rich. That's not Harvey. <laughs> Robert. 
Robert, Robert okay. Harvey. Was All right. The clue I mean, that I was now that I know with. you're working in a almost yeah. purely football sense, this will be easier. <laughs> well, I was trying to dumb it down because you were so bad at it, and we didn't have time. <laughs> 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 not, not, not Liam, but uh, Chris. Oh uh, no, um, Luke. Oh, sorry. Not uh, this was a clue just from earlier in the podcast. Oh, My middle okay. name, <laughs> <laughs> James. James, yes. So the sixth most popular boy's name is James. Uh, this is Mark- like some kind of psychological test that where my <laughs> your clues are making me guess. <laughs> yes, I know. Not uh, not Mark, Luke, or John. Um, Paul. No, Matthew, no, Mark, Luke. Not and- Mark, Luke, or John. Oh, Matthew. Matthew. How many T's in that five? Matthew? Double uh, T. Double T. Or one T? Yeah. Okay. Double T. Uh, sorry, not Matthew, Mark, or Luke. <laughs> John, yes, good. <laughs> um, all right. Um, uh, I reckon this guy would be a great um, – if you were going for a drive with him, he'd be a good parker. Uh, uh, Johnny Reverse. <laughs> <laughs> a good parker. Um, he would be a good parker. Probably the best uh, parker. Car. <laughs> um, Peter. Peter. <laughs> Now, do you want to lock in as the third most popular boy's name in Australia since the 1930s, Peter or Carr? I just need to be clear. Lock in Carr, thanks. <laughs> I feel like I'm on to a winner. And I'm never wrong. <laughs> so. Uh, we are down to the final two spots on our top ten. Okay, so John came in at four name. or five. That's surprising. So I'll recap. That would the be top my number one. Pick. By the way, William came in at uh, thirteen. Um, let's see if I can see a Charles. No love for here Charles. Somewhere. Charles uh, or Charlie? Can't see on the top. Uh, Charlotte at Oh, have I gone past it? My God, Surely is Charles not even in the top 50? No, it We were so be. popular Surely for so I've, long. I've, I've gone past it, surely. I must have got this wrong. So I let's... would be stunned. I know so many Charlies. So I mean, maybe it's I a generational agree. thing. Yeah, but I think that there would be lots of Charleses. Where is Charlotte? Anyway, I really can't see Charles on this list. <laughs> oh my it, must, God. it must be. Have we Mandela affected the name Charlie as being popular? Charles or yeah, Charlie? You're the only person called Charlie <laughs> in the world. Okay, all right. Now this is doing my head in flipping through all these things. So anyway, I can go. All right, let's, 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 I'm just I'm, I'm wrapped <laughs> yes. attention. So here we go. This is the top ten again. Christopher, Andrew, Daniel, Robert, James, Matthew, John, Peter. So we're down to the two most popular boys' names in Australia since – uh, 1930. Um, or okay. right, in in second place. Can I? I just have some punts, right? Yeah. You mind if I have a few? Can yep. I have like three punts? Absolutely. Just, yep. Is Samuel one of them? Samuel, Samuel is Sam or Samuel is uh, not one of them. No. Oh, okay. Um, we've said James. Samuel said came John. in at number forty on the list. Oh God. Uh, uh, what yeah. about and so uh, James and uh, James and we've already John said have been James. done. Yeah, okay. And yeah. John's four or five. Okay, so um, I mean, should we stick it in the top territory? I mean, would Michael? Would Mike? I mean, that would be. It's been an under from our research here at Tofop Industries. Um, Mike's only make ten percent of the population, so I don't know that could be the most popular. Michael, Michael. Um, what I mean, about- what an amazing fucking end to this arc it would oh. be if we <laughs> like went onto the podcast this? one day and just said, I reckon Mike's like a really popular name. And then we just speculated about that. We got people to write in. We eventually found an article about it and it turned out in number one place, Michael was the most popular boy's name <laughs> since 1930. I mean, can you imagine how incredible that would be? Because is that is Charlie Clawson, the number one male Fuck name off. in Australia. Are you since serious? Since 1930. Wow. In your, in your face, David coming in at number two. 
Suck a big fat dick, David, because it is Michael. Wow. I can't uh-huh. fucking believe we have had like a great conclusion that to that amazing? half-baked bit. <laughs> I mean, who would have fucking thought it would pay off? I, like, I remember it. at the time you saying to me, are we really going to ask people? You're like, where? <laughs> where are they going to ask me? Where are they going to tell me that they're a Michael? <laughs> wow, we, we, so I'd like to apologize formally, yeah. Will. You knew what you were doing. No, I, I did not. I need that. to point out, I did not know what I was doing. <laughs> Uh, before we go, just a couple oh, more man. emails I want to read you. If yes. you do want to get in touch with us, you can. Just go to tofop.com. There's a little contact men- a menu there. You can send us an email. Or you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at tofop. Uh, while you're there at, at tofop.com, you might want to check out some of our other great podcasts, including one called Two Guys, One Urn, which is Will's cricket series on the ashes. A lot of love rolling in for this podcast, Will. This is from Mel. She says, hello, just a quick note to say how much I'm enjoying your quick cricket adjacent podcast. I listened to the first episode on a flight from New Zealand after taking some strong edibles and it really mm. set the tone for the series. <laughs> <laughs> Can you please encourage Howie to have Adam's Wah on the Artist series? Would be perfect listening for my next international flight. Ta. Also, if you haven't already been thinking about keeping the pod going over summer, you seriously need to consider it, which seems I to am- be a common th- I am considering it. I've enjoyed it. If people continue to enjoy it, if people like – like, I mean, the best way that you could guarantee that is spread the word if you think there is somebody – Bring the numbers up. Yeah. I mean, that's a podcast that that we can do without having to create like giant penises for the artwork. Like there's no controversy around Two Guys, One Earn yet. Yet. I mean, like, you know, (laughs) strap in. Who knows? (laughs) Let's see how this series goes. (laughs) I might hate cricket again by the end of this series. But, uh, yeah, if you can check that out in the TOEFOP feed. And um, thank you to everybody who's been so supportive of it. Well, Alexi is one of those people. says, uh, I've really enjoyed the cricket chat on Two Guys, One Earner the past few months. I also wanted to ask ask if you guys are looking to put out more cricket-related podcasts beyond the end of this current Ashes. There's plenty of stuff you could cover. This year's World Cup, the other Aussie tests, or even the Big Bash. I know you guys put a lot of time into the podcast and have other commitments, so I completely understand if you don't have time to do more episodes, but I'd like to hear it if you did. Uh, that's the most uh, polite request <laughs> for it a is. show ever. That's a nice way to ask. Yeah, oh, that's it. That's a, let that be a listen to you all. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to, but it's based on all – it's based on exactly what that correspondent just said, which is it's it would be time and if we're watching things and I'm not going to put any pressure on it to happen, but um, this series was a great one to experiment with it because – um obviously like most of the tests there was sort of like a week gap in between it was a limited period of time it was a good focus of everybody's attention i'm not sure everybody will be necessarily as interested in the australia versus the west indies series or whatever you know um but i have just enjoyed the general cricket chat with the various guests and it's been interesting for me to discover how many um, people are actually still big cricket fans. Like I didn't realize there was, I guess because there isn't as many podcasts or like places for them to chat in that environment. So mostly when I got people on, they just, it was just nice to just have a chat about cricket that, you know, um, and have an opportunity to do that in a long form. So I very much enjoyed it and I would love to go to the ashes next time. And so if I could leverage the podcast to somehow make that happen, I'd be definitely into that. Well, we get that Qantas sponsorship. We just make sure we keep Foz away from the two guys, one own artwork, and we can get Qantas. I mean, to fly we could just go to plane, put wings on it, Foz. You're basically drawing a plane already. Just put some wings on the dick. That's a plane. There you go. Uh, final bit of housekeeping um, uh, please support us on Patreon I know we've joked about it we've talked about it a lot today but it is the best way still to support the show Will Gruen's back yeah Gruen's back ABC iView is the place to catch all the episodes of Gruen um, I am also for Sydney uh, people doing a run of my what you talking about Will improvised stand up shows at the Sydney Comedy Store I would love you to come along uh, to those uh, they're always fun to do but they're particularly fun to do when I'm not putting together a new show and I, they can just very much be uh, me just mucking around in the room doing stuff that'll never be seen again and they're always the most fun versions of that show so Sydney Comedy Store they're on Saturday afternoons you know very what else very, you got to do on a Saturday afternoon come on 
I mean, to do in Sydney you know what the on a Saturday you know what the thing I don't don't be like that. It's no, actually I'm serious. I'm, I'm it's actually I'll a go good, see some comedy. It's a good fun vibe. You get out of there early. I get home. <laughs> To watch the end yeah. of the cricket or whatever, the footy or whatever it is that I want to do. Enough time to have a bath. <laughs> so it all works out fine for everybody. Uh, but come and see those. But I would say, yes, two guys, one whom will be going until the end of the Ashes. And uh, Willosophy uh, is still coming out weekly. You can find that on the Willosophy feed. And our football-adjacent podcast, uh, Two Guys, One Cup, is available exclusively on the Listener app and, of course, that will be going all the way to the end of the football season. So make sure that you check out those. And I know all podcasts say these things, but the reason that they say these things is because at least some of them help. The best way you can support the show is Patreon, but the second best way is just by telling somebody about it. If you think somebody would enjoy the cricket podcast, tell them about that. If you think someone would enjoy the football podcast or just you know might be interested in dipping you know, their toe into the TOEFOP world, then um, that's that's a way that you can support the podcast, rate, review it, do all those sort of things. But thank you very much for listening. Um, I'm going to spend a couple of weeks trying to fix this fucking chair. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Charlie Corson. I'm Will Anderson. Yeah.